What is the truth? No in-depth? Nothing? You don't want more? It's candy. <laughs> There's always more with me. Don't you know that? Okay. Can I give you more? Why did you choose M&Ms over candy canes? <laughs> now I feel like you're just... What? I'm invested. Okay. <laughs> so... Welcome to 1000 Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently sane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast where I have at least one guest a week and ask them a series of crazy would you rather questions. We get to the second of our guests and explore topics of questions maybe we shouldn't have explored. I think my questions from you, the listener, from the list of 1000 questions. You can submit questions, suggestions at me at 1kcrazyquestions at gmail.com or at 1000 Crazy Questions on Instagram. That's 1000 on Instagram. And I'm also on Twitter at 1K Houston Pierce. Your social media username, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, whatever, get a shout out. If your question is submitted and makes an episode, please rate and follow 1000 Great Questions on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and whatever pod rating app might be out there. And with all that annoying intro out the way, let's actually get into the episode this week. This week we have with us the office radio advisor and office manager of Met Media, the amazing, the remarkable, and the absolute best, my boss, Mahed Noodle Amin. Mahed, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the listeners. Hi, all. Wow, you are so kind. That is great on a Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So about myself, it's really pretty simple. I really am made up of Spider-Man, Jordans, and Las Vegas. And that's how I can describe myself concisely. And I only wish you could see the rea- reactions from... <laughs> across the class right now but yes that is me what reactions this is a perfectly normal going together things for someone to have there's there's nothing off about that at all it's it's perfectly fine combination of stuff i mean just saying Mm -hmm. i can see you looking away and looking back (laughs) yeah it's a nice room i'm in a studio now uh you are in a studio yeah i'm in a studio um i moved from a closet to a studio Met Media is my university's radio station, essentially. So I get to use the studio, and the sound quality should be better, and the, everything else should be better. I'm getting paid to podcast now. I know it's been a while, so I wanted to come back with a Christmas episode. Not to dwell on that, I'll release that thing later on Instagram or whatever. But uh, this is the Christmas episode. I forgot to mention that. Everything will be Christmas-themed. My head is well-versed in Christmas. That's why I asked her to be on. She knows everything Christmas-related. She's a Christmas expert. So, <laughs> do you want to know how many Hallmark movies I've watched so far? Uh, how many? <laughs> so, little tidbit. There's an app. There's a Hallmark movies app with a list of all of the movies you can watch. And once you've watched them, you can hit I've watched and it gives you a percentage, like a little round circle of percentage you've watched. Um, I am nearly through 200 movies oh with God. Christmas. <laughs> So when you say I know all things Christmas, yes, I know all things Christmas. That's great news. As much as I hate that, that's great news. I hate Hallmark. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just one of those things where they're so cheesy. The acting is so bad. You can tell the set is fake, but it's just somehow some way so warm and fuzzy. And, you know, I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say this, but I'll share this with the listeners that I will wake up early, not 
I'm not setting an alarm, but naturally I wake up early. And so it's, you know, I will meditate. And then 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., like starting the Hallmark movies. And so knocking two or three out of the park right in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And then you have the day left. So, no. gosh, it's kind of like religious. I loosely say I religiously <laughs> will watch these Hallmark movies because they're just so feel good. And I think that we still right now need that feel good, just that feeling of togetherness and, and the common themes of it's a little town and there's always a mayor and there's always someone who shows up from somewhere and they've only known the other person, whoever this character is, for a day or two and then they're in love and they get married in the end. Like, you know what's going to happen. But there's still something just so warm about it. Ugh. No. Ugh. No. I mean, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But, uh, but that's a hard pass. That's a very... Well, what are like, you watching? Uh, I'm watching, uh, finals right now is, yeah. what I'm, is what I'm watching. You're watching your grades. <laughs> I'm watching finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sometimes dreams. My dreams. I, I look forward to sleep. That's what I... I don't have time to look at anything. Well, I mean, we could both agree on Spider-Man, though, coming out, which yes. by the time of this episode, it actually should be out. So, yep. oh, that's, I mean, it looks great. I, I'm betting it's going to be great. Mark my words. I'll tell you how yeah. it is from the first seat of the first row, because that's all that was available. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. Not my go-to, but mm-hmm. I'm not passing up Spider-Man on opening day. So that was available, and that's what I'll take. And yeah. just remembering how, even beside the season of giving, the season of holiday, like how blessed we are how blessed i am that my biggest problem on friday is going to be that i have front row seats to a movie premiere like so blessed yeah that's awesome that's awesome i'm yeah. gonna see it that sunday okay so, so we will yeah. compare then we, we will, will talk. Com- we will talk uh but let's get into the episode we, <laughs> we spent a lot of time on this thing i'm gonna edit all you, what you said out <laughs> it's like i'm kidding well, i don't know actually i mean i'm probably the kidding. one helping you edit so it's okay that's a good point uh let's get into the thing oh one thing i mentioned okay a quick important disclaimer to my listeners, everything's hypothetical. If you're offended by this episode, at me or deal with it. I don't know, one of the two. I say this every episode because it's true. Things haven't changed on that front. This is a Blue Band episode. Feel free to check out the red uh, version of this podcast where things are more raunchy and the questions are more ridiculous. But this is a family-friendly episode. This is a family-friendly Christmas episode. So, fam- yeah, the kids stay in, the doc can hear it, whatever. It's all fine. And lastly, before we begin... Ahead. Is there anything that you want to ask and or declare? Are there any inherent mental biases you know you may have? No. Okay. We'll find out. Here we go. Okay. Uh, first question. Would you rather have every night be Halloween night or every morning be Christmas Day? Sort of like a Groundhog Day-ish situation. Yeah. Uh, so my go-to is I want to say every morning be Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But I am conflicted because, and I haven't seen this movie, but it just came out. It's a Disney movie where the girl wakes up and every morning it's Christmas Day and it wasn't very appealing. Uh So in a way, like, I want to lean there. But then, but then, Mm -hmm. I am a huge, huge, huge basketball fan. Mm -hmm. And preseason generally starts around there, sometimes on Halloween Day. And so that is my go-to for personal reasons, but I'm big on family. So I'll say Christmas. My final answer for that would be Christmas because family and togetherness and love and yeah, Hallmark spirit, let's yeah. call it. But yeah, You can have all that on Halloween too, though, I'd argue. Yes, but it's the difference between day and night. And day is more, to me, like new beginnings. It's my time of meditation. And I think that, you know, 
breakfast can come with that. Hot chocolate can come with that. All of the warmness is more so geared towards the morning for me in this particular scenario, in this particular question. Okay, okay. this leads me to ask the begging question. Why do you hate Halloween and what's wrong with night? I do not hate Halloween. Okay. I'm actually on that. So I have um, four nieces and a nephew that I get to go trick or treating with, get to Okay, um, that's that's nice. Yeah. Why do we, why don't you like Halloween then? I do. <laughs> I was getting to it. I was getting to it. Okay. That I do like Halloween because I get to spend it with them. I also get all of the crunch, which they know I'm gonna get all of the crunch. And yeah, so it's good bar. That that comes at night. Um I think that it's a mindset, it's a mind frame, no matter what time of day it is. And so you know, had I chosen, which I could have chosen, Halloween night, I could have given the same reasoning I did for the morning. It's just that I chose the other option because there were only two options. True. If I had to pick one real quick, I, I think I'd choose Christmas too. I, I mean, I often play devil's advocate, but I will openly admit that I love Christmas. Just not I, Hallmark. No, not Hallmark, God. It's like for all the reasons that you said you like it of the three, the predictability and the cheesy fake sets and all that stuff is the same reason I can't stand it. I really don't like all but that isn't that it? But isn't Spider-Man also predictable in that we know that, you know, what he's going to do? There's a gonna... there's a bigger gap in the predictability. You may know Peter Parker is going to win at the end, but everything in between that, what, two hours now because movies have gotten an average longer is completely unexpected and you can there's certain beats you can depend on like oh doctor strange is in it oh it's gonna tie to marvel and that's about it especially if you avoid trailers that is literally it hallmark i know exactly exactly like, yeah it, it is railroaded like the formula the guy the girl it's it's all there you are right yeah like, it, it's too formulaic i mean there's you can say about anything though like honestly you can say that about why do you eat a hamburger? You know how it's going to taste. But yeah, all hamburgers are different versus like Hallmark would be, I don't know, stale candy. <laughs> like it's 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 unenjoyable from beginning to end for me. But I, I know some people like stale candy. Some people like Hallmark. Some, some people e- do like stale candy. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a taste that I just yeah. don't have. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fine. Respect, respectfully hate what you love. It's OK. OK. Okay, don't want to diss your religion. Uh, My religion, Hallmark? Yep, second question. Uh, Let's make it clear, the religion is basketball. (laughs) Excuse me. And that's, that's, okay, legit excuse me. Second question. Would you rather have your very own unpaid workforce that will do anything for you, like a big, you know, jolly guy that we all know, or know everyone in the world and know if they've been bad or good? And let's just imagine, by the way, that you have the brain capacity to know everyone in the world, but you just do. This doesn't mean they know you, but you're aware of everyone who was alive and if they are bad or good. Not their specific deeds, but just blanket, bad, good. Oh, okay. So like a checklist of like, yep, this yep. person bad. Yep. Yep. Okay. You could check it twice if you wanted to. <laughs> so I don't know why they're bad or good. We just, I just know that they're bad yep. or good. You don't know why they're bad or good. So if you knew someone in life who was really nice, but you knew in your head they were bad for some reason, then you, uh... ju- you can trust that more than your actual instincts. Because whatever this list is it, that's in your head, or it could be physical, whatever, Yeah. Uh, it, it is right. Yeah. And I know that's hard to boil someone down to bad or good. People are complex, whatever. But let's say yeah. this list you have in your head is absolute. It's uh-huh. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, it judges people's hearts and minds, and it just bad good okay um i would choose 
the other option. Oh, the unpaid workforce. Because I believe in people and I believe in cheer and chances and spirit and growth. And so with the two options I've given, that's the one that seems to mesh the most with what I'm saying. The other reason why I chose it is because... What if it's someone I know really well and respect a lot? Or what if this is a family member, right, that I'm really close to, Mm -hmm. and then they're bad, and now I know they're bad? So it's kind of like a conflict of interest. And I don't want to just know concrete black and white, bad or good, because I think that when it gets personal, we know all the rules. We know everything. Um, You see it all the time with um, professional workforces. So, you know, police, doctors... Lawyers, gosh, Cuomo, CNN. But when it comes to your family, it's all different. And so if I just knew bad or good, I feel like that would not protect my peace and that would harm my brain space. So I would choose the other one. Hmm. That was very thought out. But are you aware that the other one is effectively slavery? I mean, were you aware of that? These are unpaid people. That just do everything for you. Yeah, but they're not paid. But you didn't say anything about their needs not being met. (laughs) And so it is very possible that they are getting... Yes, they're not getting paid, but they are getting housing. They are getting fed good nutritious food. Their children are going to good schools that they're not paying for. They do have heat. They do have all of these things. So, you know, it's kind of like when we tell students that... You haven't gotten work study, you can't work in the office for pay, but your experience and the skills you acquire are a type of pay. Now, nobody likes to hear that. Even here in the scenario, they probably wouldn't like to physically, literally hear you're not getting paid in money. But there was nothing there that specified that needs weren't being met. And there was nothing there saying that this is a negative rude misuse or take advantage of of hmm. people yeah, okay I, that's true but i'm thinking this is like an oompa loompa type situation or a, even an, it could be an elf situation but in both where you know the oompa loompas look they look healthy they look like they live you know semi-comfortable lives their their hair is all done they have nice little outfits but you always wonder where these people come from what are their lives like do they mind like the, the, even the elves in some like they're cheery they really like to work for santa and everything but when you have a mass following of people who do anything for you, I don't know, to me, I think that makes me uncomfortable, especially when you know they're not being paid or anything. It's just even if they, they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, when you have a mass following of anything following you for pay, I guess it just, it rings a kind of, it's like a red red flag is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the lesser evil of the two options that were mm-hmm. given um, for the reasons I already explained for the the better good. Yeah. I think it's the lesser evil. So if you're trying to imply that it still is evil, it may be, but because I am someone who is kind, because I am someone who likes to meet people's needs and likes to take care of people for people, this is the option that's allowing me to do that out of the two. The other one is just saying it is how it is and that's it and that's all and that's bringing me knowledge and that knowledge may not be doing me any good like it's not adding anything to my life except for just that knowledge yeah it's just kind of sort of stress yeah and you can't even act on it because you have no proof of anyone's yeah. specific deeds anyways and like you can vigilante it you just kind of mm-hmm. you you alone would bear that weight so okay 
I see what you're doing. Okay. That's a pretty smart answer. I'll give that to you. Yeah, we'll move on. Would you rather have the ability to grant someone other than yourself one wish a year, and um, the wish could be anything as long as it's conceivably possible. Like if someone wished for world peace, for instance, that couldn't come true. But they wished for a car, even though it'd be a magical car pairing. Like that's more doable. Something more physically doable. Mm-hmm. Or every year get the present that you want. And this only applies to physical objects, but you can get any present that you want. So if you wish one year for a brick of gold, you'd get the brick of gold. Or a million dollars, you'd get that physical million dollars. It could be anything. The Ark of the Covenant, it would appear, it would just be there. Yeah. So I would choose, and this is tough for me to say out loud, so I'm happy that you asked this question. Okay. I would choose the gift for myself. Ooh. And this is because I know, I knew you were going to jump to it, and that's why I said because. Because that is something that I am heavily, heavily struggling with right now. Like, no jokes. Like, we're in the studio. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where you're going to get, like, truth and honesty. So that's what it is, is that... So I have a birthday coming up. It's on the 21st. Oh. And... That's right. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, let let me make a note of it later. But yeah. And the biggest thing to me which I feel like I've made it difficult for my loved ones to do something for me is that it's really hard for me to take. And and even if it's out of love, it's really hard for me to take. And it's really easy for me to give. This is not me, you know, tooting my own horn, but I am someone who will give and give and give. I will not pay a second look. I will not pay a second mind. It happened. It's done especially in terms of family. And the second that someone wants to do something for me, I will, I don't want to say push away, but I will say shut down. Um, I will not want to take it. And I, I think that as individuals, as people, a lot of our learned behaviors or a lot of how we feel or how we act or how we are now existing as adults or even younger adults such as yourself is based on where we come from and so because of that because i've seen struggle i've seen my parents struggle you know so i want to be the one to meet their needs you know i see my sisters are working and they have children so i want to be the one not even to like give it a chance to ask to take care of everyone and everything when it comes to me it's been it was a tough childhood in that there was negative feedback to me from me. And so now, you know, it really is what you say is what you believe. So now breaking down that barrier, that wall of negative thoughts and negative voices and allowing for positivity and appreciation and having that be okay is something very real and something that I'm very much experiencing. And that is why I choose that answer is because it's not that I'm selfish. It's not that, like, go me, like, I'll get this free card. It's because I'm already, that is who I am, you know, doing whatever I can and beyond for those around me, my family, my friends, my students. I will do it. So that is why I chose the answer I chose. Okay. Man, that was a really good answer. I think a lot of people (laughs) could relate to that, too. Yeah. yeah, I can't relate to it that well. I am a bit more selfish, to be honest. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm bad at taking compliments. I'm bad at uh, recognizing stuff like that. But in the general, yeah, I'm I'm a bit more. I uh, compliment yeah. you every day. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, and deflect. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, that's a very nice answer. I mean, if you have the first ability, if you can give everyone a gift, then this would probably like just reinforce the thing that you're kind of trying to not change but back away from a little bit. If I'm hearing right, so it would just kind of exacerbate that. Versus the second one would help you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very real. Like, I know these are fun questions, but raw. You yeah. get it raw, you get it real. They're not all fun. Yeah. 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 That's really literally something that I'm re- going through right now. Yeah. Well, accidentally touched upon something real. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes, I guess. But this next one may be even realer. It may be harder to answer. Um, would you rather candy canes or M&M's? M&M's. Oh, okay. Next. What is the truth? No in-depth? Nothing? You don't want more? It's candy. <laughs> There's always more with me. Don't you know that? Okay. Can I give you more? Why did you choose M&M's over candy canes? <laughs> now I feel like you're just... Right. I'm invested. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so M&M's are my favorite chocolate. And... So my initials are M and N, M and N, and so it's just when I was younger, we would joke around like M and M, M and N, and then M and M World was a really when I was younger. So I've been going to Las Vegas since I was in seventh grade. So when I was younger, I loved going to M and M World, and it was one of the highlights of the trip. Not so much anymore. Now I've realized it just stinks like chocolate. So I will not be going there, you know, unless I'm with kids or whatever. But yeah, M&M's are, are delightful. Okay. I didn't know I'd get the backstory. I mean, there's always <laughs> a story, right? Isn't that why I'm here? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess I'll, I'll give my two cents. Uh, I choose candy canes, but not, not because it's, I, I'm Pat, just, just because they last longer. I, I like this candy that lasts. I like stuff like gobstoppers okay. and hard candy stuff that lasts a minute. It's like, you know, and you can take your time on it. You can leave it in your mouth and yeah. it's a cigarette. Yeah, so candy canes. It's yeah. kind of like a reflection of your thinking process too. Without, I'm not going to say too much, but just like conversations we've had where we'll have a conversation and then you're like, okay, and you think it through and then you come back and revisit it. And so it's kind of like, Drawing that parallel between Gobstopper and like thinking process. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, M&Ms are kind of, I mean, I like M&Ms, but you know, you eat them, they're gone, it's done. I mean, they're great chocolate candy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Didn't think I'd get that out of that, honestly. That was just, <laughs> that was just there. Uh, it's Christmas candies. All right. The next one, though. In your opinion, what do you think is the true spirit of Christmas? You know, if and uh, also follow up, if you can make up a holiday out of nothing and everyone like let's we'll, we'll keep it restricted to America because that's where we are right now. But if you could just make a holiday and if everyone would just go along with it, what would you make? What would you make up? Okay, <laughs> I would make Jordan Day, <laughs> of course, for Michael B. Jordan, the actor. No, yeah, for great. my shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Jordan, my shoes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And what? And what would happen? Am, am I explaining this holiday? Uh, yeah, please explain it if you're making it up. Okay. So everyone would wear Jordan. What if some people don't have Jordans or can't afford Jordans? Well, I just said everyone would wear Jordan. So I didn't say 
See, there's no clarity. There, it could be very broad. <laughs> like we could give out the Jordans. We never. Who's, it was never stated. Like, see, you can't wait, just ask a question and assume things. Who's, who's we? Nike's just gonna hand out free Jordans to everyone in the country. Well, isn't that good? It's marketing. Well, yeah, but they're gonna lose money on that deal. No, they're not Jordans, because they're gonna lose value if everyone has Jordans. They're not gonna be as special. If everybody had Jordans and it would help Jordan brand, it would help Nike because people are walking around with their brand. Other people are going to see it, want it. Like if this is only in America, but what if these Americans wearing it went and traveled? Now someone in, I don't know, Switzerland likes it, wants to buy it. It's going to help. Or they don't want that, but they're going by Nike. Nike's still benefiting. Nike owns Jordan. Also... There are people without shoes. I did a whole project once with this, I think it's a nonprofit, called Foot Soldiers that literally gives shoes to people that need it. On Jordan Day, they would get shoes. They would be given shoes. It would We wouldn't need to collect donations. They would just be given shoes, and that's a sturdy pair of shoes that can last you for quite a while. I don't... I, 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 ask, I don't know what to say about this, because... Yes, you're taking the imaginative reins on this. You, but wasn't that the assignment? Y- yes, it was. But the thing is, other holidays don't work. Don't like and Christmas. No one gives you a tree. Like you kind of have to go get your own. And on Halloween, no one gives you candy. Well, yeah, you but go those buy e- it. yeah, but those exist. And mine didn't exist, and I made it up. So if it's my holiday, <laughs> and I own it, and I decide what happens on that holiday, and I'm choosing that they'll be given Jordans, then you cannot disregard that. What's the true spirit of Christmas? <laughs> okay. Uh, this true spirit of Christmas, uh, I would say forgiveness and love. Okay. I think a lot of people would say love, but why forgiveness? Oh, wait a minute. I can think of a reason why, but I want to hear from you. Why do you, why do you why say forgiveness? Yeah, because, gosh, I hate that everyone always, all of us, are now using COVID for examples for everything. So I will use that, but in a different way, in saying that as the whole world has experienced this massive change in, you know, what can happen, And as someone who recently has lost a family member, not to COVID, but has lost a family member, realizing how quickly things can happen. So my dad's older brother, my uncle, literally woke up one morning, went to the bathroom, came back, turned the TV on. Next thing you know, he's passed. Mm. Putting that in perspective to myself, right? Because... I'm not in my 60s. I'm not in my 70s. You know, I haven't lived that much life. So the best way I can understand things is by putting it in perspective to me. If my older sister, she's 13 years older than me, my best friend, my great idolize her, like she is just the OG, she's my day one, whatever. If she were to pass instantly, like what else? Nothing matters. It doesn't matter that she didn't go to XYZ concert. It doesn't matter that she didn't do this. It doesn't matter that I had a headache and I was frustrated. I didn't want to get the kids that day. So we got in an argument, you know? It It's so small. The daily things that are daily things are so small that we realize that once people are gone or hurt or harmed. And I think it comes back to that openness of heart and growth. 
And so forgiveness is humongous. And I think it's instrumental. And I think it's more crucial than ever before. Hmm. Well, first off, sorry about your loss. Um, what do you, What is it about Christmas specifically, though, that you think draws upon that? Upon forgiveness? Yeah. Christmas specifically, you know. Because during any time of year, it's always good to have forgiveness. And, uh, you know, people usually touch upon the commercialism of Christmas. And the love of Christmas gets a lot of uh, play, too, with family and friends. But outside of the Christian faith with, you know, Jesus being born and, you know, for the forgiveness of everyone, outside of that, and even then... Forgiveness isn't the main focus. It's more like the miracle that's focused. You know, there's songs about the miracle, like Oh Holy Night and then Silent Night, you know, all that. But the forgiveness aspect isn't touched upon that often. Why Why forgiveness, I guess? I'm, I'm asking specifically. Yeah, you're asking specifically, but my answer kind of derails your question in that what I was going to say is I think that as people, we find deadlines right we've talked about this before yeah deadlines so so i was going to give the example of ramadan so muslims will fast in ramadan and in that month the holy month they will not smoke they will not they should not be drinking anyways but they will not drink you know they will not do the quote unquote things that they ought not do right who am i to say right or wrong so ought not do okay and they will pray and they will be kind and they will give donation in this time frame because it's a it's a mind it's a mind frame right and that's the same thing with when you go on a diet and you say okay first of the month and it's falling on a monday first of the week i'm going to knock it out, right mind frame it's mind frame and i think that it goes beyond christmas specifically nowadays i think a lot of you know it's become so much not to discount Christmas or not to say it's not there, but it's become a lot of tis the season, happy holidays is what you'll hear. Yeah. I think it's the atmosphere, but ultimately it's the mind frame and the deadline of this season. And that is the best answer I can give you. That is my my opinion. No, I, I see where you're coming from. I actually don't, this, you know, obviously this isn't what you rather question. This is more open-ended. And I don't know if I even... I would just kind of take the default. You, you've seen the Charlie Brown special, right? Is, uh, no. <laughs> Is that the Snoopy dog and the boy without hair that looks like Caillou yeah. and the and the red house and the peanuts? He Charlie Brown is way older and way better than Caillou. I know, I know. But, well, ask the question and let's see if I can answer it. Okay, okay. I was just going to say that the true spirit of Christmas is something I would just I would just refer to, to Charlie Brown Christmas special for. There's a scene where the kid with the blanket, I, whose name I can't remember right now, asked Charlie, "What's like the real spirit of Christmas?" And he and he goes on stage and he talks about, recites the uh, you know the what's that called? I can't think of the, the official name, but it's a story you know Jesus' birth story. I can't. What's the name of the whole thing? It's called something. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Nativity. It's called a nativity story. There it is. She just goes on stage and recites that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a really plain and simple explanation. And I don't know. I, I don't really have an answer. I mean, Christmas is made up like, like any holiday. Mm -hmm. And 
historically speaking, there's evidence, mounting evidence, that Jesus wasn't actually born. True. Whether, for, in, you know, regardless of what you believe, you know, the guy, Jesus, whether he was savior or not, was born and existed. And evidence mounts that he wasn't born on Christmas <laughs> or in December. He was just that is true. born sometime in summer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other holiday named Saturnalia, I think, was was around and they merged the two because the Catholic Church was like trying to appropriate stuff. And yeah, so we got Christmas. It's an amalgam of stuff. But when asked about the true spirit, he recites the nativity story, which I thought was interesting. And it just, I thought it summed it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't have strong uh, things about the spirit of Christmas because I think Christmas is in itself a made up thing. Although I do enjoy it very much. Yeah, my next question isn't nearly as serious. I don't know how this is going to be a dramatic... There's always a story with me. There's going to be a dramatic shift. <laughs> what is it? You've seen the movie The Santa Claus, right? I have seen them all. Okay. Yes, I okay. have seen those. Okay, even three, right? Yes. Uh, like the movie The Santa Claus, you have to drop everything in your entire life and become Santa Claus. Or wake up tomorrow in a world without Christmas. And you're the only one who remembers that Christmas was a thing. You know... I would be Santa Claus, uh, because <laughs> I am. I am listening. Okay, because I kind of already am. <laughs> for my family, can I specify for right. my family? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And as I've mentioned before, and I think listeners are catching on that my family and my nieces and nephew are a big part of my life. I am the one that will make sure their needs are met, and so if I minutely see something or hear them say something like snap your fingers and it'll be done for them and my nieces and nephew call me hala which in my language um urdu hala means aunt and you would call your aunt that out of respect but when they were younger and learning how to speak they couldn't say the so it became hala with an h and so in my family i'm known as hala claus um and it's a whole big thing with presents. You know, they each kid will get their presents wrapped in wrapping paper that suits them at the time. Like baby Anna, my almost two-year-old niece, is really into Baby Shark. And so not only were her presents Baby Shark, they were wrapped in Baby Shark. And my older nephew, he's eight, is very into Star Wars, Mandalorian, Grogu. And so not only did he get a really big squishmallow of Grogu, but his other presents were wrapped in Grogu wrapping paper. So... When it comes to that detail and when it comes to being Santa Claus-esque, right, I'm kind of there already. <laughs> Not to be so forward, but I'm just, like I said, going to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would choose because that's already where I am. But, okay, real quick, no reservations at all towards dropping everything and just moving to the North Pole. No, oh, what about the, nope, there's nothing you wouldn't leave behind right now to be Santa Claus. No, and this is the reason why is I mentioned meditation, and meditation teaches you I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am not behind. I am not ahead. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Okay. So if that were to come upon me, then that is exactly where I need to be. And the universe or whatever faith or whatever power or whatever is will take care of everything else. And I think that in a way, not to say that it's a burden, it's definitely not an honor and it's a pleasure to do the things I do, but if that was taken away, it was supposed to get taken away, and it'll figure itself out. So I'm good with my answer. Wow. Wow, wow. wow. So what are you learning? What have you learned so far? <laughs> You're too selfless to attack in the traditional way. 
And if I'm going to come at you again with these questions, I need more. I need to dig deeper. Want something that tears at selflessness in a more direct way. In fact, we're out of time, but real quick, I'm going to go shopping through my questions real quick, see if I can find something that hits. Because if I can get you at war with yourself in a selfless way, okay, I found it. And I hope this hurts. Would you rather be able to make people feel good by just entering the room? Just your presence makes people feel at home and ease no matter where you go. If the head is in the room, everyone feels nice. Or be able to resurrect people from the dead. But when you do it, it takes a week off of your own life each time you do it. And let's put a limit on this, on the resurrection thing too. Like let's say if it's past a month, you can't do it. They have to be like dead within the month. Any more than a month, unresurrectable. Yeah, I think the... I think if someone is already dead, there's a reason for it. Okay. I'm going to be really forward. Sorry if I hurt any listeners' feelings, but a lot of people that are dead deserve to be. Ooh. And so, if it were up to me, right, mm-hmm. I would not pick either. But mm-hmm. in the spirit of the question, mm-hmm. I have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would choose the going in the room and making people feel good. I I feel, in all um, honesty, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. And I think that's a lot of exhaustion on, it would be, on my mental space. Because uh, which one? Sorry, the going in the room and making people feel good. Oh, but you don't have yeah. to. You're not doing anything. It's just your presence. You being. You sitting so it down. automatically happens. It's, it's, it's effortless. It's effortless. It's effortless. Yeah. But someone might not want to feel good at that time. Like if someone's grieving and you walk in, you're gonna affect their mood. Yeah, I think that if we brought in the question, right? So feeling good is not always jumping up and down and having the best day ever feeling good very well can be that person grieving and me just sitting there with them or being present with them Mm -hmm. and them maybe knowing there's hope or maybe knowing it's okay to fall completely apart they don't have to be any type of way and that it does allow them to grieve so i think that you know it's not just one thing and it can be broader than just being jolly. Feeling good is more than just Christmas every day. Yeah. Or, or th- that type yeah. of emotion, height well, of emotion. Yeah. The resurrection, though. Like, if your sister, not to speak ill upon her, but if she died tomorrow or whatever, and you had the resurrection power, would you think you restrain yourself from using it? Yes. You wouldn't do it? No. Really? Yes. Hmm. So if anyone died, you'd be like, I'm not using it. So the second part, if you had it, you just wouldn't use it? No. Okay. Dang it. Okay. No, why? Why? Because there's a higher power than me, first of all. Okay. If I'm speaking in terms of myself, I would say the universe. That is how I choose to think. That is where my meditation, my practice leads me. But she was supposed to die, whether that's my sister whether that's anybody, I don't wish anybody bad. I don't wish anybody pain. But maybe that is what that is. Maybe that death 
is saving them from that pain. Maybe that is what they needed for their closure. Maybe that is what they needed for their peace. And um, I don't want to misquote, but I was listening to Trent Shelton's podcast and he had a guest on. The, the name is slipping my mind, but he was the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys. And he explained that when you believe in, now in this case, he was Christian, but, you know, his mother had cancer. She died from cancer. And his faith was so strong that he believed that either she is going to get through it and she will be healed or either she will not get through it and she'll be healed. And so the point is that what is to be is to be. If she was to be healed on earth, she would physically be healed on earth. But she was taken away. She did pass away. And to where our imagination can take us, right? We haven't been there. We've only been here. That she is healed now. She's not in pain. Even if we wanted her or my sister or anyone else to live, then that also becomes, in my opinion, selfish for what we think we want and need. But no, what happens happens and teaches us that it's not what we want or need. That's what I'll give you. Well, yeah. That was but I bit... mean, an invitation for next time if you want to continue to try to tear me apart. I'm going to, yeah, I'll keep trying <laughs> in life and maybe on this again. But, uh, you know, that was very mature and uh, answer. Very thought-provoking, very deep. I like it. And I'm, I do more or less agree. It's just emotional question, honestly. Because even if I, I do, I, I guess in principle, I do agree with you. But it's just, I don't know if I'd be able to hold myself back if any of my family members died and I had that ability my conviction to that idea isn't as strong although i do in principle agree it's just more of a question of emotion i haven't had uh, anyone close to me pass away yet so i don't know how that level of grief would fill so i think that's part of why i asked it's just an emotional versus moral standing i guess that you mm -hmm. have to face yeah it's that type of conundrum but the fact that you're able to stand that strong on what you believe is inspiring and cool. So hopefully that's never put to the test because this is all hypothetical anyway. Right, of course. But, but uh, that was very cool. And it was awesome having you on. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to the listeners of A Thousand Crazy Questions, you know, the podcast for tuning in. Bear with me. I'm going to have still more school to get through, but I'm going to be releasing a little bit more now that I'm actually in a studio and I'll have the tools to get things done. And again, that one specific place i mentioned earlier where you could rate podcasts is called podchaser.com it's actually just the one i will check more it's pretty much the imbd of podcasts quick place to find podcasts like this one's new ones get hooked on them um just go to google and look up podchaser or go google and look up this podcast and i'm sure there's a way to rate it somewhere yeah that's it thanks everyone for listening thanks Matt, for being on oh oh wait, wait sorry is there anything that you want to tell listeners and or plug by the way i'll get the spotlight to you real quick just that our Met Media students are incredible, amazing, um, including our radio staff, our newspaper staff, our TV staff. If you happen to be on campus and you're interested, Tivoli 313. If not, just listen and please support. Feedback is welcome. Please don't be negative. That's unless, it. Unless happy holidays. Unless it's constructive negativity, in which case it's accepted. Uh, <laughs> I'll end with happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, happy holidays. And uh, yeah, share this with your friends, share this with your enemies. Goodbye. As always, follow my music producer D800-D-800 at BeatStarsOrSoundCloud.com.